When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. So I want to talk about a couple different topics here, starting off with a discussion about the precious metals markets. Now, as you can see, silver and gold, even over the the extended weekend here in the United States, haven't done a whole lot. You know, gold is still sort of treading water, that 1520 to 1540 range. Silver, you know, as of, of the morning that I'm recording, has spiked up a fair bit, but as a whole, hasn't made a big move north of 1850 or towards $19. Now, I mean, this is only over the last couple of days that they've been trading water. If you look over the last uh, couple of months, it's it's been an excellent move up. But the reason that I bring this up is that as a whole, silver and gold, as I've said many times, remain in a bull market. And even with them treading water, I still see that as extremely positive. And, and why do I say that? Well, if you look at what is maybe one of the biggest uh, uh, catalysts or negatives for silver and gold over the years, it's the U.S. dollar. And and this isn't, I don't need to go much deeper than that in saying that. I mean, where the dollar index is or where the dollar is, is, is critical in figuring out the price of silver and gold or just about any commodity or, or any asset. If the dollar is lower, generally speaking, Assets are going to be priced higher in dollar terms and vice versa if the dollar is, is higher. Well, we have the interesting environment right now where silver and gold continue to be up, you know, silver up several dollars since the, the June FOMC meeting, uh, gold up over $200 or around $200 since that time period. And yet the dollar index is up quite a bit over that time span as well. If you look at the DXY, it's knocking on the door of 100. Kind of broken out of the range that it was in around, you know, anywhere from 97 to 98 and a half, maybe 96 and a half, 98 and a half. I'm not a a technical analyst, uh, uh, analyst, and, and I haven't certainly looked at the dollar much and its key levels, but it was around that point for quite some time. And now we've seen a pretty, what would appear to be a pretty decisive move up close to a hundred. And yet the DXY for all that it is um, seen as maybe the, the most watched dollar index in the markets, it doesn't tell the whole story. If you look at the dollar versus a lot of, of much smaller currencies that are not factored into the DXY, you'll see an even larger move to the upside for the dollar versus mostly emerging market currencies. And then if you look at something like the Bloomberg or even the Fed uh, trade-weighted dollar index, you'll see that it's basically at at all-time highs, that it's moved up significantly over the past uh, few months. And yet, in that same sentence, we can say that silver and gold are in a bull market. That silver is around two-year highs and that gold's at its highest levels, roughly speaking, since, I want to say 2014, 2013. 
that's good news. And, and it makes you wonder what happens when that reversal for the dollar happens, uh, occurs. I mean, yes, it could go much higher, but I'm worrying less and less about that. First of all, because silver and gold are not reacting as one would expect. And second of all, a higher dollar overall is, is bearish for the U.S. and for the global economy. Right. There's a reason that Donald Trump has been sort of ranting against the Fed, ranting against the strong dollar that we have right now, because I think he knows his economic advisors know that that can be extremely damaging. I know it's it's counterintuitive. Everybody wants a strong currency. But when your currency is the global reserve currency of the world and when your currency is what many countries and corporations uh, abroad choose to lend in or borrow money in and your dollar is is strong or strengthening, it it can lead to a credit crunch in many of those countries. It can lead to a significant decline in the economies and the, the currencies of those emerging markets. A, a great case study would be a country like Turkey or even Argentina. I mean, Argentina has a ton of problems beyond the U.S. dollar. So does Turkey, honestly. But... I think a strong U.S. dollar over the last 12 plus months has been a catalyst in a significant decline in their economies, significant increase in inflation and a devaluation of their respective currencies. And so what happens when this ultimately reverses, when Trump sort of gets his wish, the Fed comes in to you know, save the day, uh, knight in shining armor, uh, and and cuts rates to zero or even further and, and restarts the printing presses again. Well, the dollar is likely to head lower. But I don't think that somehow this this reverse correlation between silver and gold is somehow going to be all of a sudden a positive correlation that with the dollar going down, that silver and gold are going to go down as well. No, I think the reason that silver and gold are where they're at right now is threefold. First of all, it's it's a momentum and it's a technical and it's a, a bull market play. I think people realize the world over that not only from a technical perspective that silver and gold are in a bull market. But from a secular perspective, that this global reflation trade or global growth trade or whatever you want to call it, that that's over and that the time for protection, the time for for safe havens has, has begun. And so you see a lot of people shifting very large amounts of money into silver and gold. But beyond that, the other two reasons that, that I would specifically look at would be, first of all, the uh, bond market and the fact that yields continue to fall worldwide. And I've, I've covered this in the past, that with, with, with falling yields or even negative yields in many countries, we're, we're talking north of $15 trillion worth of negative yielding sovereign and corporate debt worldwide. Uh, the, the reasons for not owning silver and gold look kind of silly. Because the reasons people usually pick on would be, you know, uh, uh, no yield that it just sits there. Well, when you compare that to negative yielding bonds, it makes a little bit more sense, right? And so I think that's the other reason. Um, and then finally, I mean, the third reason is is simply as a safe haven play. And I already mentioned this in terms of of the bull market and whatnot play, but but that. Every time you see the the yuan weaken, or every time you see hints of a, a Chinese slowdown, or a European slowdown, or or just a global economic slowdown, that silver and gold continue to to catch a bit on that. Same thing goes if the stock market comes down significantly, and yet 
what's really interesting, again, this time around, is that when the stock market does the opposite of that, when it goes up, we don't see silver and gold pull back as far as, as you know, in correlation. So let's say, you know, what I'm saying here, just throwing numbers out there, let's say the stock market's down 2% one day and, and gold and silver up 2%. Well, if the stock market goes up 2% the next day, we're not necessarily seeing silver and gold move down 2%. They may move down half a percentage point because as a whole, they continue to inch up, you know, dollar here, dollar there for, for the respective metals. And again, I, I, I see those as kind of being the three big reasons. And so when you ultimately have a reversal for the dollar and, and bond yields potentially continue to be driven lower and lower, and the global economic picture continues to look worse and worse, and the bull market looks like more and more of a, a sure thing, that's only going to be further uh, conducive for, for higher prices in the silver and gold market. But anyways, moving on from that, the other topic I wanted to discuss uh, was the just this continued discussion, these continued continuing uh, news items about the trade war between the U.S. And, and China. You know, over the weekend, we we get these silly headlines that come out on, on you know, hopes of a trade deal coming out. You know, you, you have low-level officials or whoever, you know, leaking or, or coming out and talking about how the U.S. and China are in talks and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like a, a script. I mean, it's the same thing almost every single time. And the markets, every single time, fall for it. Right? I mean, how many times have you seen those headlines overnight? Futures up, you know, 300 points or whatever on news that uh, Fed and, and or sorry, Trump and, and uh, Beijing are in talks or whatever. It's silly because the next day or within you know, 48 hours, almost without exception, you see the very opposite headlines, right? Stocks down 2 3%, whatever as trade war escalates. I mean, that's what I've been saying for so long now that this trade war, which is really bigger, a part of a bigger uh, cold war, I think, between the US and China, isn't stopping anytime soon, that the trend is for more and more escalation. And you're going to see these just ridiculous news stories come out from time to time. It's almost comical for me, but there's no progress being made. I mean, I see this over the weekend. You see these headlines saying, hey, like uh, Trump and 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 Xi are, are talking or, or officials are in talks. And then the very next headline is something like uh, Hong Kong protesters uh, further escalate, or, or I should say, you know, the police or military police, whatever it is now in Hong Kong, or, you know, they fired a live round, they're, they're further, you know, using more and more force against these protesters. You realize that those two headlines do not make sense together. Because what's going on in Hong Kong, even though Trump has been largely silent on it, absolutely factored into things like the trade war, right? Just like, I mean, how many times I've said this? How many times? Sorry. I've had my coffee this morning. If you can't tell, I'm just like tripping over my words. But how many times have I said this, that what goes on in North Korea or Hong Kong or the South China Sea or Taiwan or whatever factors into what's going on in this trade war? And so how do those two headlines make sense? If anything, when you see Hong Kong move closer and closer to martial law or a complete takeover by China, the, the People's Liberation Army, etc., you should be trading that as if 
Trump comes out and says, I'm, I'm increasing tariffs on China or vice versa for China. I mean, that's ultimately what it amounts to. Same thing goes for North Korea or Taiwan or the South China Sea or whatever uh, U.S. Chinese kind of disagreement is going on. So I wanted to share that with you as well. Um, as always, uh, I appreciate your guys' support. I appreciate your guys' uh, uh, time and watching. I always tell people, you know, if you want to help me out, you've already done the best, the most helpful thing that you can do, and that is watch this video or listen to this podcast. So I'm very thankful for that. You know, as always, if you want to go above and beyond, you can always like this video. You can comment. You can subscribe. You can hit that bell button to be notified when I, I publish future videos. You also can leave a review over in the podcast world. And there's other ways to support me as well if you want to. Patreon, you can use my affiliate link to SDBullying down below in the description. But as always, as I always say, thank you guys for just being here in the first place and watching and listening because this channel, this podcast wouldn't be anything without you guys. That'd just be a, a guy sort of uh, mumbling to myself and and without any of those things. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listen to this podcast and God bless.